Hi, my name is Jordan. And I'm Nick. Welcome, Welcome to Tea Talk. So over the past few weeks, I've been reading this amazing biography called Into the Wild, as some of you may know from our previous podcast. Yeah, I read that too. It's a great book. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce the author's last name. Do you remember how? I think it's pronounced Crocker. John Crocker, that's it. It's such an interesting last name to me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his roots are from Germany. Anyways, getting back to the book. If you haven't read it yet, Into the Wild is about a young white man named Chris McCandless, who was the head of his graduating class and dropped out of college. He used his dislike of his prestigious upbringing to travel across the country against his parents' wishes. Unfortunately, around his third time going into the wild, he died due to starvation. The drama surrounding Crocker's writing is whether or not Chris McCandless was prepared for his adventures, and if that was the reason he died. I, honestly, in my opinion, I don't think that's why Chris died. Him not being prepared? That, yeah, like, he... He knew what he was doing. Yeah. See, in my opinion, if he had gone into the town where most of the people knew the area, then they could have explained to him that the river was going to rise up as it did. so that he. If would you guys haven't able- read it, just cutting you off for a second, if you guys haven't read it, the reason Chris had a situation was because he didn't know about the river. Yeah, and also... Um, he would have known about further down, like a mile down from where he would cross the river when he came, where he tried to cross the river when he came back. There was a um, a pulley system that could carry him across the river, and he wouldn't have died. So you're saying he wasn't prepared? Like, if he, I mean, I mean, I guess you're kind of right, because if he was more prepared, he would have known about the pulley system. Yeah. And he then, also wouldn't have gone into the wild with just a bag of rice, but, you know. Don't judge his bag of rice. He tried. <laughs> he did try. I I like that he went out there, you know, despite everybody telling him, no, you shouldn't do that. It's not he safe. wanted to prove people wrong. Yes. I think that's another reason why it ended out in his fate, pretty much, is mm-hmm. because he knew what he was doing. He had a set plan to go once and... I'm not sure what the time limit was. Wasn't it just like a few weeks yes, to begin with? Yes. But then there's all these people telling him, oh, it's not a great idea. You shouldn't do it. So he, I think in his mind, decided, oh, I'm going to stay longer to prove these people wrong. But it didn't work for him. Mm-hmm. I strongly advise our listeners to read this book because it exemplifies that not everybody will follow the future they are groomed to fit. To further explain how this sentence applies to Into the Wild and Chris's life, it's like such as like how he had all the money that I mean he wasn't like the richest ever but he had a good amount of money his parents owned a business yeah. or Chris owned a business no well they both owned a business and he had money like he, he had the money shared on money like in any way yeah like he wasn't struggling to pay bills he wasn't not meeting monthly payments and stuff so it's not like he, it was a completely different change in his life when he decided to go into the wild. And it was I mean, so unexpected. I mean, for Chris, it's not like his 
dropping of everything in his life was not expected or like you think you his... like you couldn't have you could have seen if you were paying attention through the events in his life that were laid out in into the wild it was obvious that one day he was like gonna veer off the path and like, do, do whatever you think he wanted his, to do like do you think his close family knew something oh, was wrong his sister knew yeah even in the book it says she thought something was up with him mm. but like do you if like i'm i'm saying like when he was growing up he would do like a lot of things that mm. his parents or his sister even or other people like close to the family were not proud of would not advise and stuff like that like he would <clears throat> he would go into the city and help feed the homeless pe- people and he would hang out with the pimps and their um their ladies and it was just he was cool with everybody and he wasn't really satisfied by a desk job a nine to five and that till your 60 job yeah he like it shows that his family wasn't like quote-unquote supportive of him Mm -hmm. supportive of him yes in his decision like they wanted him to be the straight a student that he was destined to be in like I mean, I understand where they're coming from. They wanted to make sure that he was successful in life later on. But I feel like they never really gave him the chance to explore go his. Off. Yeah. To yeah. Explore like explore his, on his what he wanted to wants do. to do. Yeah. That like because just because his parents had a, a nine to five job a thing that was like programmed in their heads doesn't mean Chris would want that. And it really shows, like, that he wanted a change. Especially, like, when he figured out, I guess, in his head, in his mind, is that his parents had nine-to-five jobs. They were successful. I guess you could say Mm -hmm. successful. But that didn't mean that their lives were perfect because they got divorced. Yeah. And even his dad was cheating on his mom while they were still married. Yeah. And the with the story of Chris's or Chris's dad's other family. Yes. Yeah, that's like that kind of showed Chris because in the story it shows how that affected Chris because that like actually affected him in yeah, a big he, way like, because didn't he, he just, like stopped talking to his dad he, or I don't know if he's like stopped he just like the trust was gone. Yes. And that also I think that affected his mind of thinking, oh. Just because we have this money, I have a good job, I have a family, it doesn't mean you're happy. Yes. Like, his parents, they had a lot of things behind the closed doors. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't perfect. I also strongly advise our listeners to read this book because when someone is wealthy, that does not mean that they are satisfied with their life and where it is heading. I strongly agree with that. You know the quote, money can't buy happiness, right? Mm. And Chris's story truly projects it into a real-life situation. I personally believe that no matter how much wealth one person has, they will never achieve their full potential until they are mentally stable. I myself believe the original quote, money can buy material things, but real happiness must be truly earned when discussing this book. This is because Chris was never happy with his life when he was growing up, and he only reached true happiness when he discarded all his material possessions and lived his own life in the wild. 
So, like, going back to your what you said about money can only buy material things, let's, like, Chris truly believed that. Because he, like, what you said earlier, like, when he burnt all his money, it was, like, more of a symbolic kind of thing to do. Yeah. Because he was, I think that he was just trying to say, like, I don't need you. As in, like, he doesn't need the money to be happy. And that he can survive on his own. I mean, he couldn't, but... He he couldn't, but, I mean, he wanted to try to prove people wrong. Yeah. And, like... Which, to a certain extent, he did. Because he went into the wild many times before going to Alaska. It's just, some people speculate... Not to this extent. Huh? He didn't go, like, he went, like, camping and stuff. But, like, he's never done something so... When he went and down character. to Mexico and he just had that canoe and he was just like kayaking all down oh, yeah. all by himself. But compare Mexico, a humid place with warm temperatures and then to Alaska. Alaska it's... Where nothing can grow at all. Yeah. And like he could I mean, if you think about it, he could survive off of nature. In Mexico, like, it's a, a, like, I wouldn't say it's easier, but it would be, like, a better place to do it, because you could, if you weren't prepared, there's natural resources that you could use. In Mexico, if you just stay, like, near oases in the deserts, then you have a better chance to survive than being in the middle of nowhere with sub-zero temperatures and no food. A bag of rice. Bag like, rice. the bag of rice isn't going to keep him warm. No. Even a magic bus didn't keep him warm. <laughs> don't bring up the bus like that. <laughs> the, oh. If you guys don't know, the bus, ooh. The magic That's bus. the magic bus. Is where Chris died. Big oof. Big oof. We'll get into that later. It, that, it's a very touching moment. Because, like, his parents find him and stuff. Sad. It is. I can relate to Chris because when I get my paycheck, you know, just situational, it doesn't change me emotionally. Like, I could still feel sad. Although, <laughs> buying, like, going out and buying stuff with this money is not going to change yeah, how like, I feel. You have a level of sadness, and then when you get your paycheck and it loads into your bank, you can spend it. That level of sadness doesn't go away. It does not. Like, it's still there. As soon as you don't have that money anymore, you're still going to be just as sad. Money, I think, I don't think it helps sadness. I think it deflects people away from it. Yeah. But once it's gone, your issues are still there. Like, it's they like, didn't go away. It's like when you put off a project to the final moment and, and do you, it all in one night. Yeah. Kind of like... You stay up till 12 o'clock trying to get it done, rushing, trying to sleep, but, like, yeah. that's horrible. Like, it's just like that You're with money. It's, the thing is still there. Before. Yeah, like, the money, it's, like, just because the money is there doesn't mean the problem is going away. Yeah. It's still always going to be there. You could, you could pay your bills with that money. That might get some stress can't. off. no. See what I'm trying to say? You could pay your bills with that money, but you wouldn't be able to pay off pay 
someone who well, died. Kind of like in that situation. You can't buy... That's not what I'm trying to say. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say, you know, an average working American doesn't make that much money, okay? Yeah. $50,000 is not a lot in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So, if you pay your bills off with a two-week paycheck, then you don't have enough money for pleasurable things like going to the movies or going out or buying uh, expensive, exquisite food. You just have to, like, pay... Bare minimal. Over the next two weeks. Yeah. But reverse that and... You go and do all these extravagant things like going to the movies, going out, partying. Then you don't have a mon- enough money to pay your bills. So you're saying like, it's more of like, you could be happy. Technically, you could be happy with money because you're doing all these exquisite, fancy yes. things. But it's not the end of the day. You can't pay your bills. So, oh, yeah. there's sadness again. Yep. You're going to be sad about it. And I think people, like, don't understand the value of money either. Like, they think, oh, I have, I make, like, what you said, 50000 That's, I mean, to some people that's a lot, but it's not. It's not. Like, like... it, once you, let's say you, 50000 a year, and you pay all your bills for that year, more than half that money's gone. Yes. More than half. More than half. And it's... If not all. Yeah, like you, you still barely have to buy groceries. Yeah, you still probably have to buy clothes. Yeah, half of that money is just not even including a household items like groceries, like toilet it, paper. Yeah. Yes. So there's no way money can really buy happiness. I don't understand how like people say that. It just masks the sadness. Yes. Pretty much. The book was a pretty easy read, but there was a difficult part when Cargire includes all the backstories. It's not that it was hard to remember all the characters. I kind of found that hard for me. like Really? Yeah, all the different names and time periods, because it wasn't on the same time period either. I understand what you mean by time periods. Like, I am not good like with history and stuff like that, so... Remembering the time periods was hard, but like all the characters, he Crocker made it so like you knew who each person was. Like they had that backstory, and how it affected Chris's life. But when he included like the other characters for like example, I was kind of confused because some of them weren't like Chris. Yeah, some of them had like no connection. I mean there's, clearly there was was a connection because there's no reason he wouldn't at Crocker wouldn't put that in his story if there wasn't a connection. Mm-hmm. But I think it was like more of a connection that he made himself. Not like these people a like known. also went and did with Chris did. Yeah, no, it was like he dug in depth into what the scenario was. Scenario. Scenario was. And, like, I don't know. It's, it's, you didn't think it was hard to memorize the names and stuff? No. I did. I couldn't. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm good with names, so. I'm not. It, it was easy to know the stories while you're in that part of the chapter. Mm. But once I was off that chapter, oh, who's Jim? Who's, 
I don't. I can't even remember a name. But like, if I was to go back in the story, like, oh, I remember him. He was this. He did this. He had this story. But like, I don't know. Some of the stories that Crocker put in there didn't make sense. Now that it's been like a few months since I've read Into the Wild, it is like hard for me to remember. But I do know, like. Crocker described their backstory so intimately that I do know, like, which character did such and such. Like, there was that one guy who knew the wrong plane signals. Oh, yeah. And so the uh, pilot thought that he was fine when actually he was starving. That really connects to, I mean, that one, I feel, really connects to Curses. Because, like, the plane signal guy wasn't prepared. He should have known what sing- singles. The plane signal guy? Yeah, the not the plane, but the guy who was oh, oh, on the okay. island. Yeah. That's what I mean. See, I don't remember his name, though, do you? No. <laughs> but It's been a few months. Hasn't it been a few weeks for you? Like, really? Yeah, I'm not very good at book names. But he, like, you know, he. it's like Chris, he, he didn't know... Because going back to Into the Wild, if you didn't know, Chris died because he ate a, what was it, a moldy seed? Yeah, and he got poisoned. And then yeah. that poison prevented him from uh getting energy from any other food that he ate. Yeah. So, so he essentially died of starvation. So if he, but if Chris would have known about the seeds and what was good to eat, because wasn't it? A potato seed? I'm pretty sure. I and like it was like a, a part of, of the potato. He had this book. I remember he did have this book that described like all the different um plants that he could eat it, out in the wild and he started like a journal. Yeah, that. it said it was a I know it was about a potato. It was just a potato. But it was about he ate the wrong part of the potato. Which no, I think... No, 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 I thought it was about how he put the potato seeds... In the bag. In the bag. And the bag was oh, yeah. wet. And so mold grew on the seeds. He didn't know so how to properly store them. Yes. See? But, like, like that goes back. If he, he didn't knew... know how to properly... Uh, get across the river? No, not the river. The moose. When he took down the moose... Oh, yeah. He didn't know how to properly... Store the meat? Yes. Because, I mean, I guess I kind of switched positions. Now I think Chris wasn't prepared. Because if he was prepared, he would have he would have realized moose and natural resources and seeds were going to be his only source of energy and food. Didn't he think that the moose was a caribou? Yes. And, and I'm, well, also, I think a lot of people who read the book thought that too. Yes. And... Because then he, like, described what he killed, and he thought it. And it was like, oh, cool, a caribou. And no, it was a moose. It was either the moose was a caribou. Or, or the, the caribou, caribou was, was the moose. moose. It was one of them. But yeah. he, because, again, he, he didn't salted, know. Like, he prepared the meat wrong. Yeah. And it really affected his body and how he... All of it went bad. Yeah, because he didn't know what to do. I mean, if he did more research on the 
how to store the meats, how to store the seeds, what type of things to, you know? I mean, but I'm, I know how we say that he wasn't prepared. He wasn't prepared physically, but he was prepared mentally. Like, I he mean, knew what think... he was doing. Yeah. He He thought that it was just like Mexico. But in all actuality, it was not like Mexico at, at all. all. He, it was at all. I mean, I don't know why he would think. I mean, maybe he thought the experience <coughs> would be enough. But that goes back to what I was saying before, how Alaska is an entirely different environment. Yeah. And... Mexico is not Alaska, and Alaska is not Mexico. It's completely different. Yes. I, mean, I think he just thought the experience would be the same. same. But okay. he didn't consider the climate, the environment, the animals, the resources, mm-hmm. everything. Like, he didn't. The time of year. Like, because, didn't he go, do you in know, like. Middle, in the smack dab winter. Yeah, so it's like no one can survive out there. Unless you have expensive equipment, but, like, he can't afford expensive equipment now because um, he burnt all his money. (laughs) I mean, it's not like he was super prepared. Yeah. Overall, there are many things that Cracker says in his story that really stuck with me. He had a lot of interesting, like, stories. Like, like what we just talked about. Those stories were very interesting. But one quote that really stuck with me, Mm. it was... Um, I don't want to know what time it is. I don't want to know what day it is or where I am. None of that matters. That one really, like, hits me deep. Like, it's like a really... Okay. So that quote to me... And, like, it explains Chris's thinking, like, how he was thinking. Because the quote is more at the end of the story when he realizes it's... The end. The, yeah, yeah, he knows what's going on. Yeah. Which is kind of really sad. It is. Like, when you know you're going to die and you know that there's nothing that you can do about it, it makes you have, like, it opens up a whole new way of thinking. And I think that's what happened to Chris, like, in this quote. Because he's most likely going back over how his life went and analyzing what he should have done, what he wanted he, to do. Do you think he's, like, regretting? Like, that's not, what I'm thinking about. Chris do you think- is not, like, in the book, Into the Wild. Chris is not the kind of person that... To regret his decision. Yes. But do you he think... He knows at, what he wants to do. Yeah, but, like, do you think because he... I mean, you. nobody wants to die. He, he didn't go into the forest planning to die. No, we know I, that. We know that... When he went into the forest, like, that was his last expedition. Like, he yeah, wanted to Yeah, we know that up. as the readers. Yeah. But he didn't. No, yeah, he, he told... Like, you, he... He told his... I don't know, like... I don't, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he wanted to settle down after... But I don't think he wanted to die. Like, I don't yeah. think he went in there thinking, okay... He knew okay, that it was a possibility. Yeah. So you don't think, as he's in the bus, like we mentioned, that's his... Where he passed was in the... Magic bus. In the magic bus. Yes. It had a specific number, but I can't remember what it was. Uh. He, well, I mean, he passed away, but do you think while, because he was in the bus for 
days upon days before he uh, died. 114 days. Oh, we didn't even mention he had a journal. Yeah, I, I mentioned that earlier. He had the journal that he it kept was, track. It was in the back of the book that identified like all the different plants and species. Yeah, and I don't know. I I would that'd probably be a really tough book to, or like journal to that'd be horrible because yes. I think I don't know. And he like, but like when he's in that the bus and he says that quote, it kind of shows like he is done like he knows what's going on he's done with the situation he doesn't want to know as in the quote he doesn't want to know what time it is he doesn't care i don't think like considering this quote i don't think that chris regretted anything i don't think that he was disappointed that this was the way that he was gonna die i just don't think i think he wanted more adventure not that he's regret what he no, did. No, I don't think he wanted more adventure because, as I, I said before, he he told his friends like um, the guy who ran the farm. I don't remember his name. <laughs> it's been a few months, but the guy that ran the farm that Chris had gone to many times, he Chris had wrote him a letter, I believe, saying that he would be back for next the next uh, farming season. So you he so that kind of shows he didn't expect to die there. Yeah, but even though he didn't expect... What I'm saying is even though he didn't expect to die in Alaska, he wasn't disappointed that that was the way he died. That makes sense. Yes. I You kind of explained it better. That makes sense. Like He's lived what he's always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And he showed... I mean, at the point, he didn't show because nobody really knew where he was. Mm-hmm. Only just random people he's mad in the way. But after his parents found him, well, after his corpse decayed and his the, sister identified him. And what was it? Stuff. The hikers went in the bus and found his dead body. Yes. But then they found it because he carved in the seat or of the bus or something like Chris McCandless. You remember that no, part? I, was it Chris McCandless or was it his Elias Alexander Supertramp? Oh, yeah. He had a lot of different Names identities, too. To prevent his um, parents from finding yeah. him. I forgot about that. That just shows, like, how much he was not satisfied with his life. Yeah, he didn't even want to be identified as that. He wanted his whole prior rich, fancy life to be, like, thrown away, pretty much. Mm -hmm. He just wanted to be him. Free. Yes. That's sad. It is sad. That's tragic. He, but then at the end of the story, his parents end up, you know, like, finding out he's dead, and then... Having the whole situation with the journal, they know what he's been going through. Mm. And I'm pretty sure it was really tough on them. Because, I mean, just because... I mean, your kid died. Of course I mean, it was yeah, tough. but I'm saying, like, just because he was gone for... How, do you know how long his entire expedition was before he dropped out of college and left? I, I don't remember how long uh, it was. It was a while. It was years. Yeah, he... Like, his parents didn't know. more years. Yeah, his parents didn't know where he was. He, they didn't know if he was alive to begin with. So, I mean, I kind of it kind of probably gave him closure. Even though their kid died, that's a horrible thing that they could go through. But Now they know where he went. Yeah, what happened to and him. why he did it. Yeah. And that it made him happy. So, it kind of... I understand what you're yeah. saying. 
Well, even though this story has many obstacles that trick the reader, it's a very interesting read, and I personally loved it. So, Jordan, do you have anything to add? Actually, I wanted to let our viewers know that this book can be very confusing and hard to understand. But if you sit down and keep track of the different characters, you'll find that it's a helpful book and has many life lessons in it. Hey guys, that's it for this episode of Tea Talk. I hope you guys enjoyed it. About Into the Wild. It was a pretty emotional trip. It was. <laughs> trip like Chris McCandless's. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Next episode. Stay tuned.